And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Hey, what's going on? Welcome back to Spin Rate, the Athletics Toronto Blue Jays podcast. My name is Drew Fairservice, and yes, we are here talking about your Toronto Blue Jays. We, being me, and one of my many co-hosts, we do this show twice a week, once a week with Caitlin McGrath, who covers the Blue Jays for a spin rate. And then here, midweek, I'm joined by former Blue Jays starter and all-star, American League all-star, of course, Ricky Romero. He joins me from beautiful downtown Toronto or Mississauga or somewhere in that area. Ricky, how are you? <laughs> Good. How are you? Poor credit. I, 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 I've noticed that people are like, it's like, no, it's not Mississauga. It's poor credit. I'm like, all right, sorry, sorry. Poor credit is a ball and area. And there, there's even a special little secret area of poor credit. That's like not like even part of Mississauga. There's a little, like a little enclave that's like right on the lake. And it, it's like a private road. They don't plow it. It's all like secret. This is a secret little street in Port Credit. Well, I definitely don't live there. No. <laughs> well, Ricky is in Port Credit, not Mississauga, underlined. I am in beautiful downtown Orangeville. I don't live in downtown Orangeville. I kind of wish I did. But we're here talking about your Toronto Blue Jays. As I mentioned, we do the show twice a week. So if you want to subscribe and get the good stuff from us, you should do that. If you want to subscribe to The Athletic, right now there's not only a Father's Day deal, but I really want you to go to theathletic.com slash spin rate and subscribe for a full year. Get a tidy discount. Let them know that we sent you. Today, we got a bunch of stuff to talk about. Uh, number one on the list is why don't they win every night? Which is, I think, a really important thing to discuss. Uh, no, obviously, there's been a bit of a seismic shift somewhat uh, within the rotation. With some injury news, uh, a little bit of uh, you know who's on first situation when it comes to the rotation, uh, as well as just the regular kind of looking around. Our guy, Matt Chapman, swinging the bat, still looks so good, it still could even somehow be better. But let's start with the biggest news of the week. Number one, Hyunjin Ryu's season is over. There's a chance that his career as a member of Blue Jays could be over as uh, things looking a little bit dark. He's got to go in, have surgery on his elbow. They're not quite sure of the extent at this point, but uh, a, a, a bummer in, uh, look, I, I think it's it's a bummer. Full, full stop. Hyunjin Ryu signed in Toronto when I don't think a lot of people would have expected that to have happened. Uh, as many folks have said, it sort of ushered in this area of era of competitiveness in, in Toronto. Uh, you know, people rightly asking, like, if Hyunjin Ryu doesn't sign here, does Marcus Simeon, does George, do, does George Springer, or do, does, you know, what, what, just even the value of that signal. And then, of course, the 2020 season was cut short, during which he pitched so incredibly well, was a finalist for the Cy Young Award, uh, pitched uh, okay for much of 2021, and then, and but then it started to sort of get away from him a little bit, and then we've seen him struggle. So I guess the question uh, to you, Ricky, is, is this more of a loss um, in terms of what it means, uh, rather than actual production on the field, because again, he hasn't been the guy we associated with him being for a little while now. Yeah, I, it. I mean, first of all, it's it 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 stinks that he that he's done for the season because, mm-hmm. like you mentioned, all those things. I think he did pave the way for those guys to to sign here as free agents. Now, 
Do we know that for a fact? No, we don't. But it almost seemed like he started that trend. And yeah, he carried that rotation when he first signed. And then he almost won the Cy Young in that shortened season. And obviously things didn't go his way last season. I mean, he's he had some good games in there and then he'd falter other games and then dealt with some injuries and then come in this year. I, I always said it. If if we would have gotten five innings out of Ryu every fifth day, good. Six innings, great. Seven innings, excellent. You know, that I feel like he really didn't have to carry the load. But to me, what sticks out about it is when you think of Alec Manoa last season and you almost saw it in the dugout on their, on their social media, just how much he took him under his wing, it seemed like. And I, to me, that goes a long way when you're able to take a young guy and, and make him feel comfortable. And it almost seemed like those two had a hit it off really, really well. And, um, you know, again, a tough loss, but um, as an organization, as a team, you can't really sit there and dwell on it. It's like, we got to keep going. We uh, we have uh, the mighty Yankees to catch up and it's it's pretty much next guy. I mean, again, we've been we've mentioned uh, Nate Pearson in the past. Who knows what's going to happen there? How it's going to happen? If he's going to come in as a reliever, as a starter, we don't know any of that stuff. But somebody's going to have to step up, and obviously, right now the guy has been Ross Stripling, and he's done a tremendous job. He has, and and yeah, I think that that replacing replacing the production that the Blue Jays would or would have received from Hyunjin Ryu in 2022 isn't that difficult. And Ross Stripling has done that more than ably. But Matt, replacing what he's, what he's done is not going to be that difficult. And, and I, I, so maybe we can segue on. Obviously, again, we, it's terrible news for, for Ryu, a guy who's, who's quite a bit, um, you know, who's, who is a little bit older now in terms of, uh, you know, what he's 35 and now looking at a, at a pretty significant rehab, um, a guy who's made a lot of money. Um, in the big leagues and 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 has a lot of uh, a lot of questions potentially about about his own future that that he'll have to answer himself probably before even the baseball marketplace gets the chance to uh, to offer them. I mean, I'm sure that any that anyone worth their salt would give Hyunjin Ryu a look, no matter what happens. And then if he comes back next year, if the, if it's not so serious and he's able to rehab and be ready for spring training, off you go. And and again, offering uh, that that veteran. Uh, the veteran presence such as it is and and the being able to to even you know mentor i, I mean I, I i always talk about this but the blue jays at the, at the same time have always signaled that they do value this but to only a certain extent right mm-hmm. like you know I, i've talked so much about having troy Tulowitzki there you know before to kind of mentor bo bichette and it was nice but then the blue jays were happily like you know troy we're gonna send you know here's here's your money that you earned um, but we're moving forward with with Bo and and as, and as valuable uh, your, your you know the the infield lessons that you could bestow upon him, it's just better to have uh, you know clear the deck a little bit. So while it would be the idea of Hyunjin Ryu being in in spring training with the Ricky Tiedemans and the and the and the uh, Zulaletas uh, as well is, is great, but you're not going to pay twenty million dollars for that. So by the way, by the way, holy hype on that Rick, Ricky Tiedemann, and I've seen his numbers. Oh my god. <laughs> it's crazy. He is, he is tearing through the minors, and I heard about him. He's from Cal- Southern California, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I heard a little bit about him in in high school, and everyone was like, "He is really, really good." And, and I mean, to come in and out of high school and be tearing the minor leagues like he is, oof. I mean, we they might have a a diamond there or something. 
it's always interesting when you could see guys take big, big steps forward from like what their kind of pre-draft scouting reports would have been to where they sort of get in the next stage. Like, you know, Nate Pearson was that guy. Nate Pearson didn't have glowing scouting reports. And and then the next thing you know, he's um he goes to junior college and he really takes off. And I actually was reading Keith Law's um a newsletter the other day and he was talking about uh, the Cape Cod League, you know, the Cape Cod League has kind of changed because so many of the top pitchers are like kind of resting and they get run, you know, as you know, as well as anybody get work real hard in the, at the end of the college season. But he talked about Brandon Morrow being like a guy who was like kind of 90, 91 as a starter in his first year in on the Cape. And then he came back and he was throwing 99 and he was a reliever. And then of course he went on to be, you know, uh, uh, for a big first round pick, but so that, that whenever there is that opportunity where, when, when guys are able to kind of make that jump or, and, and to me, that's the craziest thing about being a scout and the idea of being able to see that projection. Be like, sure, he's 90, 91 now, but I bet in a couple of years with a bit of professional instruction, we can get him up 95, 96. And then, you know, that's, that's like alchemy, like magic. I don't know how they can like see into the future like that. But anyway, where were we? We were talking about Hyunjin Ryu. Hopefully. Not the end of his career. Hopefully not the end of his career as a Blue Jay. The, th- the question I was going to ask, and this is sort of getting back into what happened last night, um, is Ross Stripling even the fifth starter at this point? Is maybe Yusei Kikuchi the fifth starter and Ross Stripling's position is that much more secure in the Blue Jays' rotation? I think, hmm, who, I mean, uh, I was at the game last night, and I, and I actually sat down and, and paid attention to Kikuchi and his start. And again, I mean, another frustrating start. I'm sure fans are getting impatient with him. And you watch the body of work of what Strip, Stripling's been able to do. And I mean, people need to understand, it is not easy by any means to do what he's doing, to be asked to be a middle reliever. And then he goes out and closes out a game in Anaheim. And then, hey, by the way, Somebody went down, Ryu went down, we need you to start now and pick up the slack. And it's like, he's doing it with ease. And, and it's, again, I mentioned the word, the, the word value of a, of a veteran guy. And that's, that's, that's what he is, a valuable veteran guy that's, that's giving them uh, quality innings. And I think I saw something where he went from like 30 pitches to 50 pitches. And now he's at 76 pitches. And, I love, like, again, Kikuchi, watch what Stripling's doing and how he's doing it. He doesn't throw nearly as hard as as uh, as Kikuchi does, but, man, he pitches, man. And, and and that goes a long way when you're able to pitch in, in that league and you're able to locate your fastball. Everything works off your fastball. Kikuchi, again, one of those things where nibbling gets him in trouble and – it almost seems like he just doesn't trust his stuff. So right now, yeah, you, you'd you have to think that Stripling is the number four guy and Kikuchi is the fifth guy. I guess the question, though, with, with someone like Kikuchi is then what do you do with him? Obviously, the stuff is is, is there. So if even if you think we, we, want, we want to move him out of the rotation and use him as like a swing guy, um, I don't know that that's necessarily even a good idea because of the inability to trust his stuff i think you know i'm looking at his numbers and it it's noisy like these kind of micro splits but like when kikuchi's really at his best it's when he's about 50 pitches into his start 
is kind of what, what I'm seeing, which is that when he's been able to figure out that this is working and I can trust my slider today or I can trust my, my fastball today. And then he's able to go with it, I think, because one thing you're, I've, I'm seeing, and again, it doesn't necessarily mean anything. I don't want to over, over value sort of these, these micro splits or these really small sample things, but like getting killed, you know, with the first batter of the inning, getting killed the first time through the order and then being that, uh, that much better the second time through the order. Cause it might be a, when I went to look, I was like, maybe it's the opposite. Maybe as soon as folks get a, guys get a second look at him, they're kind of battering him a little bit. But it's the opposite of that. So, I you know, I think your point is a great one, which is that you can see all the pieces are there right now, but but it's just not come together in a way that is, is making him um, effective again. This is a guy he's he's really struggled to go deep into games. He's really struggled to to get off to good starts, and even when he's been okay, there's been sometimes it feels like a real battle to get through those innings. And I'm I'm gonna give a shout out to Chris Black. You know who Chris Black is. Uh, works for Sportsnet. Um, he tweeted this out this morning. When you say Kikuchi throws fastballs often, especially early in counts, he has success. His best efforts this year have come all have all come when he's pounding fastball early. So far, if he's greater than seventy percent of fastball usage, he is has a two point one eight ERA. Less than seventy percent, it's a six six zero ERA. That's a big difference, man. And that should tell you, like, trust your damn fastball. You, It's plenty good enough. Don't shy away from contact. Because I feel like sometimes if he starts getting hit, it's almost like, oh, I'm going to start nibbling. I'm going to start trying to throw my change up. I'm going to guide my slider in there. And that's when he falls in trouble. And this is uh, hash, or, uh, first uh, two pitches of a plate appearance. That's, that's what he's talking about. And I mean, again, it's very important information that somebody should be relaying to him and say, use your fastball and it's okay to get hit. I'd rather get hit than give out free passes, free passes. And then the big hit comes and then now you're hurt. I'd rather boom, 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 get, you have seven guys behind you and a guy behind the plate working hard for you. Trust them. Trust them. You have a great defense. You have a great third baseman. You have uh, Bo, who's really good. Um, a center fielder who can cover some ground and man, trust him, trust him. And, 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 and that just tells me that he doesn't trust his fastball enough. Yeah. Again, his numbers are, are, are really weird when you look at sort of, you know, where, where his struggles come. And, and, and I think a lot, a lot of that really like comes back to, to the, that point that you, that you've, uh, you relayed from, from, from Chris Black, which is like in, you know, in and in one one counts, he gets killed, right? And he and he's way worse than <laughs> than than the than the league in those counts. In uh, for on the first p- pitch, he gets yeah. killed. And and again, I wonder if that's a matter of a not trusting his stuff or b. You know, again, it, uh, there are a million different things you can you can sort of um, uh, point to. And, and again, if you if we go down and like really get granular with it, we could probably un- uncover a little bit more. It's like, is he? Grooving his fastball because he's afraid to fall behind. And then is, or is he being too fine? Is he nibbling with his fastball on the first pitch and he's falling behind versus grooving it? I, I don't know. But the, the point is, I, I think that, that as a, as an armchair psychologist or whatever, that it does seem like a guy who just doesn't really trust his stuff right now. And we've seen it when he does do that, when he does pound the fastball, when he is a bit more aggressive, he can really produce. But, but at times it just, if he, if he doesn't feel like he has that command, I can't help but, but wonder. You know, then he just starts searching for it and, and guessing and, and reaching around. And and I also want to reiterate, it's it, it ain't easy what he's going through, and and I mm-hmm. share that from experiences from 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 an experience where 
you're trying to find yourself. You're trying to find your game. It happened with me in 2012. I was trying to tune some things up and I was trying to change things. And when you're doing all that kind of stuff, it's just like you you start thinking on the mound. You start thinking from pitch to pitch and that can get you in trouble rather than, okay, I've worked hard enough in the bullpen that now I just got to go out there and execute. Forget the mechanic side of it. Forget all that stuff. Now, if I fall in trouble, fall in trouble, I got to be able to make the adjustments from pitch to pitch. But if I'm going good, don't think, don't overthink it. Just go mm-hmm. out there and, and and trust your stuff. You're you're a big leaguer for a reason. You have power stuff for a reason. Trust that. Trust in trust in yourself. Trust in the work that you've put in. We'll be right back with more spin rate. But first, check this out. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Here's here is a crazy number that again these are these are these are splits right so this is these are not huge samples so again it's not necessarily predictive but this is what's happened so far this year with the count even so the count even so one one two two whatever uh, Yusei Kikuchi has allowed a nine ninety five OPS which is almost like doubly like twice as bad as uh, or eighty seven percent worse than the league average in that number so that's like a that's Mike Trout. When the count's even, when the batter is ahead, he's allowed like a 1278 OPS, which is insane. That's like, that's like Mike Trout playing at AAA, right? Like that's just, it, it would be insane. When he's ahead, when Kikuchi gets ahead in the count, he has allowed a 300 OPS, which is like, that's, that's what my slash line is in men's league, like 100, 100, 100, basically. And so, I mean, again, that to me so, seems like once he's ahead, he know, he's got such good stuff that he's in, he can be in command of that, of that plate appearance. But if he's behind or he's afraid to fall behind, you know, it, it definitely seems like it's a, it can be I, a real problem. I think problem. that's what it is. I think mm-hmm. that's what it is, Drew. It's almost like he falls behind and he's like, okay. What was it that I was doing? What was it that I what what's gonna get me back? Instead of just saying, "Hey, you know what? I'm two zero. Here's my fastball, ninety seven. Boom! I'm gonna locate it. I'm gonna come right at you, and I'm gonna make you look silly." But mm-hmm. when you start nibbling, when you start guiding your changeup, when you start guiding your slider, which is what I saw yesterday, it's almost like he's trying. When you start trying, sixty feet six inches, it's game over. Mm-hmm. Uh- so with Ross Stripling kind of established at the current moment anyway as a as a as a mainstay in the rotation for the time being, uh, Trent Thornton is a guy who's kind of stepped into that multi inning inning uh, role and and Thornton's really interesting because 
you know, he he doesn't have the overpowering stuff, but he seems like he's been effective. Like, I, I don't think that's unfair to say that he's been effective in that sort of swing role. Um, you know, not the highest leverage, but that, you know, as, as, as we've seen with Stripling and a million other times, that a guy who can do that job is really important to a good team. 100%. And again, Thornton has battled his own demons, you know, as we like to say in, in baseball. And he's a guy that was for a while was like the future of, part of the future uh part of this rotation and then um he obviously didn't didn't struggled a bit at that starter role and then he was up and down guy and right now he seems to have found a home in that middle relief role and again with him it's always been trusting his stuff it's the same thing it's never really been about stuff because he's always had great stuff he threw hard he throws hard but right now what i see and what I watched last night is he's going right after hitters. Here you go. Hit my stuff. Here you go. And when, if I have you with two strikes, I'm going to throw you that nasty slider, which he's been doing great. And when you have that type of guy in in the bullpen and a guy that you can rely on and say, hey, here's here's two innings. I need two innings out of you. I need three innings out of you. And he goes out there and, and perfects the job. I mean, it makes the manager's job a lot easier rather than having to use, you know, six seven guys throughout the night you you kind of ride that one guy and he seems to be that guy and he seems to be adapting to that role really really well i'm a little worried i'll be honest <laughs> because I, I am too I, I mean the bullpen i it worries me but go ahead i i, I was well I, i'm not i would say i'm worried about trent thornton I, again i think this is a good spot for him he the, 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 he's able to find some pretty they find some soft landing spots for him and they're able to get him in there in those low leverage opportunities. Um, you know, his, his, um, he's good at missing barrels, I think is, is not unfair to say, but he's not, he's not a guy who misses a lot of bats. So mm-hmm. right now you're seeing him. He's kind of walk, maybe walking too many people relative to the amount of guys he strikes out because he doesn't strike out very many at all. Um, but he's, he's avoiding, he has avoided giving up, he hasn't given up a single home run this year, which is, a, which is a great way to get way ahead of the game. But he's this, in, in some ways he seems like the same guy, but, but, but I think that you can make use of that guy. And I think that he, he you know, I, I, th- I think about him and Anthony Kay sort of in the same, um, um, uh, place in my mind sometimes. Anthony Kay is a guy that throws really hard, but he's a guy who has a really hard time getting out. Right, his breaking ball is not super, super um, established at the big league level. But uh, you know, there's a lot to like about what Trent Thornton does. The one thing I'm thinking about, it, and and uh, you know, as Trent Thornton as sort of like a former starter, a guy who who had you know more than his share of starts in the big leagues. How many times has he started in the big leagues? He has uh, lots. But you know, you look at even look at like the <laughs> you look at. I was on the wrong. I was on a different page. He made thirty. He made thirty five starts as a rookie. He started twenty twenty nine times. That's like he took the he took his his turn every every uh, every five days basically for the whole year. But even looking at like the Orioles bullpen. So the Orioles are a club that is kind of on their way out of a bit of a tank. But they've got a lot of like big armed goons guys Ooh. that were that were like top you know. Pros- high you know, big prospect starters who haven't really panned out, but are are really finding their feet in that bullpen. And and I I saw it, I saw a few folks mentioning it. I would kind of like to see the Jays be able to kind of pull some of these big monstrous arms, kind of not out of nowhere, but like be able to take a chance on a guy uh, like a Dylan Tate sort of guy, and then turn them into something because it's it's uh, it's a little bit scary. Could could it be could it be that Nate Pearson is that guy? Yeah. 
<laughs> it could <laughs> absolutely. Right? I mean, I mean, he's a guy that has a power arm. But yeah, they threw out Dylan Tate. They threw out that Perez kid from the left side throwing ninety seven. They threw out that Bautista guy throwing like ninety nine. And okay, I was like, he's ridiculous. Oh my- <laughs> he is ridiculous. That's different. <laughs> he nasty. is like he's the guy. If you go to his Statcast page, it is just like a sea of red. He is insane. That that Felix Bautista, <laughs> he can bring yeah. it. Bring but, it, but, but yeah, like that. It's 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 a nice place to start from, if nothing else. When you're trying to make yeah. your team, you know, not you know, bring it, make it more respectable. Uh, you, you can kind of shore up a few, few shore up a few holes. Okay, what's up? I still like Daniel Bard. You Watching still like Daniel throw. Bard. You got Daniel yeah. Bard as as your guy. That's your Blue Jays target. Ah, man, like I watched some of his highlights the other day. <laughs> He's throwing like backdoor sinkers at like 99. I was like, oh my. <laughs> you show That's me the crazy. numbers. What 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 are his numbers? Give them to who, me. Give who, them to Bards me. or yeah, Bard, Bard Bard is nasty. I don't think there's anyone's going to argue with that. But and what a great story too, as we talked about before. Yeah. But like you know, when you look at his, um, I mean, he play, pitches pitching in Colorado. Uh, so I mean, in terms of his expected batting average, expected slugging, expected weighted on base, or even weighted on base allowed, like he's way ahead of the game. Um, you know, one of the one of the best strikeout rates. Oh man, his everything like 98th percentile for expected ERA, 90, 82nd percentile for whiff, 97th percentile for fastball velocity. Yeah, do that. Okay, that you've sold me. Daniel Bard, let's go. <laughs> I've just been on him, and I know Colorado isn't going anywhere this season. And I'm like, hmm, a guy that knows the AOEs. Obviously, mm-hmm. he pitched in the AOEs a long time ago, but. And everything he's been through, his story and everything, I just think he would be a great fit in that clubhouse, in that bullpen. I think he'd be a good fit. If you ask me how old he was, I would not have guessed the number that I just read. Hold, hold on. 34. <laughs> nope. He's 36. Wow. Wow. He good he was him. fully out of the league. I mean, his numbers, yeah. he's 2013 to 2020. That's that's really that's really something. You know, you know what's funny? I, mm-hmm. I I don't know if you saw that video I posted the other day that I, I wrote comeback and I was throwing in the pen. Oh, you did yeah, see yeah. it. You did see yeah. it. You tagged me and it scared yeah, the life yeah. out of me. <laughs> and he shot me a DM. He's like, Hey, if you're serious about it, let's talk. Cause he obviously went through it, right? And I was yeah, like, yeah. no, 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 no. I'm just kidding, man. <laughs> How did how did you feel after you were throwing and throwing in the bullpen? You said you hadn't not, done that in a while. I hadn't even picked up a baseball, and probably not smart of me just to jump in the bullpen and start chucking away. But you know, the campers wanted to see it, and I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll give you guys a bit of a show, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I was sore for like two days, but not in oh, pain, really? so that's good. That's good. And yeah. what were you, were you? You were just throwing fastballs. Yeah, yeah. That's good yeah. to know. And who was catching you? Can you can you have them to DM me? I need. I <laughs> <laughs> it was a young high school kid, I believe. But no, it was fun. It was. Uh, I was sore for two, three days, and then after that, I was like, okay. Called my wife, and I was like, should I? No, nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we'll get you in there at drive line. Get you get you the weighted balls. Get you all that crazy stuff. Um, but yeah, but yeah but Daniel yeah. Bard is is a, would be a great place to start. You know, I, I I was thinking about another hard throwing right hander who could maybe help address some of the Blue Jays' uh, uh, challenges in terms of not only in the rotation, but maybe if they needed a left handed power bat at the same time. <laughs> Look, people were really mad that I was like the Blue Jays should trade for Shohei Otani because Ken Rosenthal of the Athletic wrote a really interesting story about how the what the situation the Angels are in. With when it comes to re-signing Otani, with the, with some of the added context, like his agent told the Angels at the end of last season, 
if you want to sign an extension, he wants to be the highest paid player in the league. Understandably so. He is a cat. He not only is the, one of the best players ever, uh, he is a, just a huge cash generating machine for the team. But if he's making $45 million a year, Mike Trout's making what, 34 or 35. And then Anthony Rendon has a, has a, has a well, well earned, but, uh, not yet to deliver on, on what he's being paid contract. Um, that's like a, more than a hundred million dollars in three guys. So the Angels are in a tough spot. Um, but at the same time, and somebody else, some, you know, I had a lot of discussion about this. It's really unlikely. It's not likely the Angels are going to trade Shohei Otani because how do you trade Shohei Otani? How do you look yourself in the mirror and be like, I traded Shohei Otani? <laughs> <laughs> I love how much you're trying to sell it to on social media. And you said, here's a list of the top 10 prospects. Take all of them if you want. <laughs> take, five, take three, take six. If, if the, well, my thing was like, if, you, if you're the Blue Jays and you say, we'll take Anthony Rendon back, right? We'll pay, we'll pay for Anthony Rendon's contract. That way the Angels have this, that much more wiggle room. And they've got some new prospects to really kind of kickstart. Because they've got a lot of guys that like, like Brandon Marsh, Jared Walsh. Uh, even the Taylor Ward, you know, uh, you know, they've got, like, they've got talent. They just are the angels. So, <laughs> so none of it makes sense. It's really unlikely. But if the angels were like, you know what? Shohei has said to us, he's not going to resign. He's going to go test the market. He's now lived in, 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 and played in the big leagues in, in North America for seven years. He's less married to the idea of staying on the West coast. If I'm the Blue Jays and they're going to investigate a trade, I'm like, me first. Come talk to me. And every team in baseball would be crazy not to. But the yep. Blue Jays, it's too good a fit. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's too good. I mean, yeah, it, it would be it would be amazing. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know how that happens. It will never happen. Never in a million years. <laughs> but I can, a kid can dream. But if I, it does, what would oh you boy. do? Oh, my God. I don't even know what I would do. There was, there, the, the, I, I'm so I'm so out of pocket with all this o- Shohei Otani stuff that a guy tweeted at me was like, "Oh, I'm, first it was Jose Ramirez, now it's Juan, then it was Juan Soto, now it's Otani." Like you got to get, you know, this is just like fantasy land. But that guy who said that had a quote in his Twitter bio, which is, "If you never believe in magic, then if you don't believe in magic, then you'll never experience it." I'm like, "Come on, man! Like, make connect the dots here." <laughs> More spin rate coming up right after these words from our sponsors. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Let's talk about uh, uh, some uh, someone who would be at the top of any trade list if the Blue Jays were to pull off a blockbuster and somebody you got to see up close, Gabby Moreno. What did you see about him? Looking really good. Just a beautiful, buttery, smooth swing, uh, you know, showing off the arm. 
back there. Uh, you know, Caitlin and I talked about this quite a bit on Monday, but I'd love to know what you thought uh, getting up close and personal and seeing what, what, uh, what Gabby Moreno has to offer. Presence and poise, man. Like yeah. he just looks like he belongs, right? Like I feel like sometimes when, when young rookies break into the league, it's almost like they're overwhelmed. The, the spotlight get, gets a little bit uh, too much for them. But it almost seems like he's just embraced it. And I feel like now everyone, every time there's a runner at first base, everyone wants him to steal. Everyone. Because they want to <laughs> see how this arm. And and it's just crazy how fast he gets rid of the ball. And like how he, like his his pop time. I mean, it's it's crazy. Mm-hmm. And he's he's been as good as advertised so far. And watching him hit yesterday, not trying to do too much, but just finding the holes, getting clutch hits. And it almost seemed like the... The, he was built for this and he was born to be in the spotlight and he's embraced it really well. Again, it doesn't seem like he's been totally overwhelmed. Now, we don't know how it's been, obviously, being behind the plate with veteran guys and trying to learn them, trying to learn their game and stuff like that. But um, he's he's just he's he's the number one prospect for a reason. Or I don't know if he is now anymore because he's obviously a big leaguer, but mm-hmm. everything I saw and even catching, obviously, it's going to take a while to learn every single guy in that staff. I mean, it's not an easy thing to do. But the more he does his homework on these guys, the more he communicates with all these guys, the better off he's going to be. And that's the key word, communication. And well, and Caitlin and I talked about this Monday, too, when he, he she she relayed that early in the game, Kevin Gossman was kind of had been scuffling a little bit. And then he turns around and then there's there's Moreno ready to chat and he kind of had a bit of a laugh that like here's this rookie and he's but he's he knows he knows what he has to do he knows what his responsibilities are and the fact that he's a rookie the fact that kevin gossman makes big piles of money and is like an established stud in the big leagues doesn't change the fact that the the catcher still needs to go out and like have that discussion have make communicate with the pitcher and yeah that was really great to see yeah and he's um again he's he's looked Again, the uh, the point that I made and I continue to make is that the throwing and the pop times and the, and the high velo on the throws and and almost uh, the similarities between like JT Real Muto and and he right now right where it's just like so well rounded in every aspect of of the of the position in terms of throwing pop times you know speed he, he's a fast runner it was odd to see him kind of um, pinch run for but it was kind of a one in a series of moves. Um, when, when they ran, when they ran for him because they did have Kirk coming up to pinch it, blah, 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 blah. But all that athleticism, I think, is really going to lend itself to do the most important thing for me, which is receive the baseball, really like present those strikes as strikes and, and make sure that the ump gets a good look at the pitches that, that the Blue Jays need and that are those 50 50 borderline calls. Um, he, he was, did a good job, I think, and especially in his first start uh, with Gosman doing that, presenting those pitches at the bottom of the zone. Um, and then the at bats, the at bats are good, right? Like again, he's, he's yeah. he picked up a few knocks here and there, you know, not, not exactly blasting the baseball over the fence, but just like such a, such a, a pro not given away at bats, which I think is, is a kind of a cliched thing to say. But again, like you said, he's got that, he has poise and he looks to part when he's in the batter's box, even though he's only got like 10 big league appearances. Yeah, and there there was an at bat yesterday where he got behind in the count, two strikes, and I'm trying to remember who the pitcher was. It was either Bautista or Perez, and he tried to sneak another fastball by him, and that's when he took it the other way. And I was like, okay, okay. And then again, he's he's a young young uh, rookie still right now. It's somebody that really didn't hit for a lot of power in the minor leagues, correct? 
He, yeah, he, no, he, he definitely didn't hit for a lot yeah. of power. No. And and they don't need him for that. If if he's a guy that can come in and just get on base, get base, and he hey, he can get down the line too. Don't forget about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and obviously, I'm sure as time goes on, he, they're probably gonna say, Hey, dude, like you don't have to run everything out like that because you know, the last thing you want is somebody, you know, getting hurt or anything like that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But just the way that he plays the game, it, it almost seems like he plays it at another at another level. And when you have somebody like that, again, the lineup already has power. Just go just go out there and do you. Get your base knocks, get on base, and somebody will bring you in. Trust me. Somebody in that lineup is gonna bring you in. And uh, and I feel like the Blue Jays couldn't have asked for a better guy than him, you know, to come up and and obviously we were sitting here wondering, like, hey, is it gonna be Zach Collins and and Kirk spending time together or splitting time together? But the Jays felt like this kid was ready and he's he's doing it. Even if his uh, ceiling, which again, he's three games into his big league career, is a guy who doesn't hit for a ton of power, maybe we'll get the 10, 15, maybe 20 home runs once or twice. Uh, but it's like he and Kirk are kind of the same hitter, right? We've, we talked yeah. so much about Alejandro Kirk not having a ton of power. He's shown a lot more of late. Um, but, you know, if you've got, if that if that is your starting point for your catchers, plus Danny Jansen, you know, on this team, that is an ideal mix. How, you know, mm-hmm. we we loved that one the week when Zach Collins was great and he was hitting. You know, he had hit the ball with a lot of power. But like another kind of boomer bust guy isn't what the lineup needs. When they've got a guy like like Mourinho who can keep the line going and and get on base and then and then grab those extra bases when he can. That's a, that's a bit of a nice treat. You know, we've you know the Blue Jays are not the world's greatest base running team in terms of just like speed. I mean, Biggio is the best base runner on the team. Teoscar is the fastest runner. Uh, you know, Tapia is is is, is 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 what it is. And poor Bradley Zimmer can't steal first, but he gets his chances here and there to get out there. But but another <laughs> athletic guy who can who can who can gra- go first to third, who can score from second on a on a ball hit to left field, whatever. Those, those things matter because for most of the Blue Jays lineup, the batter's box is scoring position. But when you're pr- trying to win big games and you're trying to beat good teams, every little, every one of those little edges matters, I think. And, and it's just another dimension that the Blue Jays can add to their team that, that can make them that much more dangerous come the end of the season. Yeah, for sure. And, and again, the lineup, the lineup's going to be the lineup. I think we're, we've, we're seeing guys start get, starting to get hot. I mean, Gurriel has been on an absolute tear. Um, and then Vladdy's been Vladdy and I mean, Springer to me, it's almost seems like he's very, uh, he's not talked about enough. I feel like it's almost like, I mean, the dude rakes like at the top of the lineup and he hits for power and it's almost like he's kind of flying under the radar, but I'm like, this guy should be in the all-star game come July. He's settled into like a very nice, boring level of like extremely good production. <laughs> Somebody said said he's got a twenty four. I saw it was a tweet. He's got a twenty four game on base streak, and he's with like a nine thirty OPS over that time. And it's like, wow. yo, that's really good. <laughs> yeah, and it, and it's just, and again, he, he comes in and, and again, you talk about a professional at bats. You talk about the athleticism as well. A guy who can who can really run. Um, you know, is not a blazer by any stretch of the imagination, but just you know you. Uh, he he's just such a pro, right? He, he has those great at bats and turns those great at bats in. One guy I want to talk about is the guy we've talked about always, and that's Matt Chapman, who's nosed up over the the league average mark in terms of his his production. But again, just continues to like look so good, and he 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 just oh did God. so well. He was all over that breaking ball last night. The the one that he hit out, but it was one right before where he just like 
tracked it and saw it and like picked it up and, and, and got a good piece, but, but just missed it. And then didn't miss the next one. And, uh, and then, you know, you texted me later on because he hit it like 415 feet, Dude. but somehow stayed in the park. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> oh my God. How did that not go out? I was watching it and I was like, Oh baby, he got all of that one. Mm-hmm. I mean, that thing hung up in the air a little too long. Mm-hmm. If he goes to left field with that, I mean, it's, he's in the second deck. Well, I and we've, like. we've talked about that too, is that, He's been in the hitting to the big part of the ballpark so much this year, almost to his detriment. But that again, his approach is so sound, right? And I think that what you saw when he hit, because he stayed back and stayed back. And to me, when he hit that curveball that he hit out, it almost felt like he was like leaned right over. Like he had just done such a good job of like staying back and like all the way back leaning on it. And he hit it a ton. And, 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 you know, again, by, but, but staying back and then being able to pull those, those, those off speed pitches and then try to use the big part of the park with stuff that's thrown a little bit harder. Um, I, again, I think the thing with Matt Chapman is just keep doing what you're doing and yeah. just another, just another really good player. The Blue Jays have a lot of really good players. They're a good team. I, I kind of like how he even, even keel he is though. Like he mm-hmm. doesn't get too high or too low. I haven't seen him get frustrated, you know, throw his shit around or anything like that. It's almost like, He's like, okay, like he had, he hit the home run and the next at bat, I think he struck out and he's like, okay, like it's never like really, you never see uh too high, too low, which is, which is good. I mean, the game, the game of the season is so long that, you know, if you're spending all your time being mad every time you don't hit a home run or don't get a base hit, then this game will eat you up. And it just seems like we mentioned the word pro and it's like, that's what he is. He just goes out there. He's going to. He's going to put up a good at bat and he's going to get into some and, and man, like hit, like you said it, you said it best. You, he shouldn't change a thing and he just con- should continue to trust his approach and, and mm-hmm. it's, it's going to happen. I know we've said it in the past before, but it's, he, it's going to happen for him where I feel like he's going to get hot and you're just, we're just going to be like, wow, there it is. I, I would say that I, I think that it is happening, right? Again, it's, yeah. it's, it's testament to him that he's been able to kind of keep, stay, keep that, that approach and keep that positive outlook when he was hitting like a buck 90 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Now he's up over, he's up over 220, which is like, you know, no one's writing home to, to tell his grandma that he's hitting 222 in the big leagues this year, but like he's, everything is trending up and, and all, everything about what he's been doing is, is, is positive, right? It's, everything looks exactly the part. So. A great sign. Now, last thing we could talk about, Blue Jays got the Yankees this weekend. Are we are are we maybe making too much of the Yankees given where they are right now? Uh, you know, they are the they are the monster under the bed. They don't lose every night. They win. The Blue Jays doesn't matter how much <laughs> they win. They, they can't seem to make up any ground. But I mean, the Yankees are going to have to are going to come back towards Earth. They're not going to come back to Earth necessarily. They're obviously a very good and very deep team. But there's no better time to get better and to get the Yankees, you know, regressing to the mean by playing well and beating their pants off of them this weekend. Am I am I wrong there? Yeah, no. You know what? It, it's a good test because the Blue Jays have been playing very, very well, and and obviously, um, I think it's important for the Blue Jays to win these next two games that they have against Baltimore mm-hmm. and 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 take that hot streak against the Yankees and by no means it's is it going to be a easy series but it's going to be a good test and I don't think the Blue Jays should get caught up in hey like we're trying to catch them oh like let's 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 do everything I hope they lose because 
if you lose sight of that uh, of of what's going on in front of you, then this game is going to kick you in the ass. And uh, I think they should just you know win ball games, win series, chip away, and the the Yankees are not going to win every single game from here on out. <laughs> it just feels it. that way. <laughs> it feels that way, yeah. But I think that they're going to hit a rut eventually. And right now, their starting staff has been unbelievable. I mean, they're throwing guys out there. Severino looks really, really healthy again. And again, <laughs> it, this is this is a good this is a good test, and it's going to mm-hmm. be a good series. the The Rogers Center is going to be rocking and rolling for this series, and um, and you just hope that the Blue Jays come out and and even though I always feel like when they play the Yankees, they, they play them, they play them really, really well, especially when Garrett Cole's on the mound. It almost seems like they, they, they cherish that, that moment and they really want to, you know, hit him well, which sometimes they do most of the time, I feel like. So I'm looking forward to it. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to uh, how they pitch um, and how they handle a bit of adversity, because I don't think there's going to be a lot of blowout games. I, I, we might get back to those, you know, cardiac games again, where yeah. it's two one, one nothing, three one, and you know Romano's in there for the save. So it, it's going to be a really, really solid uh, test for them. It's going to be fun to watch, even if you are. You know, it's hard when you're living and dying with every game. And again, we talked about that. You know, the Blue Jays, of course, lost last night on uh, on Monday or wait, Tuesday, but they're not going to win every game. But uh, at the end of the day, this is like two of the five or six best teams in baseball squaring off. So it's always it's going to be fun. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be tense. But hopefully, if you're a Blue Jays fan, uh, this is the time to like start to just knock those Yankees back down to earth. Yeah, go to the ballpark, people. Go to the ballpark. Buy your tickets. It's it, this team is fun and 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 enjoy you know the hell out of these guys because they're going out there and they're grinding it out. And again, I feel like this is a I wish my trip ends on Friday. I go back home to being a full-time dad. Uh, and I wish I was staying for this series. So um, I'm going to be living through through all the fans that are there when I'm watching it on TV. You, or when you're doing more than that, perhaps. <laughs> will, will, the, will, will anyone be able to see you in the next couple of days, perhaps, Ricky Romero? Oh, yeah. So today I'm doing the pre and post game uh, for the Toronto Blue Jays on Blue Jays Central. That should be pretty cool. Um, I always enjoy when, when they invite me to talk the game, talk pitching. So it should, it should be pretty fun. So catch Ricky on the broadcast tonight on Wednesday, but make sure you keep up with us on spin rate whenever we record twice a week. So Ricky, have a safe flight back and we will talk next week. And hopefully we have a lot of exciting things to talk about. Thank you for joining me as always. Thank you for listening. And we will be back very soon with more. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. 
See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.